Hi everyone, welcome to FQ Mom Podcast. This is Rose Press Fausto, also known as FQ Mom. FQ stands for Financial Quotient. Your ability to make sound decisions and actions with regard to your personal finances. In other words, it's the IQ and EQ of handling money. And because FQ is not just a standalone skill, but it's related to the many aspects of life, we will be talking about so much more than just money. Are you ready? So, it is now the middle of the year. It's July. Actually, last weekend, we just had our family... Um, you know, we have this family goal setting tradition and we always do uh, an assessment every quarter end. So we just did that. Half of the year is done. So I hope you guys are either on track with your goals or if you're not, maybe you just have to have, um, you know, a more open mind to appreciate all the pivots that's happening, all the unexpected things. So for today, we are going to talk about something interesting. It's a very interesting question that I think you guys should start asking also the people whom you're asking advice from. Anyway, the title of today's episode is this. What do you own and why? This is also an article on philstar.com in my column FQ Financial Quotient and at our, our website fqmom.com. Okay, so David or Sandy Gutsman, he's the founder of First Manhattan Company, an investment advisory firm. He considers this question to be the most important thing to ask when hiring an investor. What do you own and why? Come to think of it, one's honest answer to this question is really very, very telling. It reveals what a person values. Now, here's something unsettling. According to Morningstar, a major investment research firm, half of the U.S. fund managers do not invest in their own funds. <sighs> Isn't that troubling? It's like relying on your cook to serve you the best meals that are delicious and healthy. And then you find out that she does not eat what she cooks. You'd get suspicious, right? Or let's um, talk about a doctor. For example, a doctor prescribes you all these procedures and medicines. And then you find out that he wouldn't take them when he suffers from the same ailment as yours very disturbing just to share a personal experience when my mom was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 84 back in 2014 my siblings and i had meetings with her doctors together with her i remember i would ask that question a similar question i would say doc if you were as old as my mom and have the same condition would you do that procedure? There would always be a pause before the reply. You know, the truth is, even if a good number of doctors would prescribe procedures more on the aggressive side for their patients, they normally wouldn't opt for them when it comes to their own condition. 
no matter what their reasons are, there is a wide difference in what they choose for their patients and what they choose for themselves. And it's not only the doctors that I ask that question. I often ask that question when I seek counsel or guidance. Advice, any professional advice, no? Um, in some of the finance events that I attend or moderate, I love asking similar to what Sandy Gottsman asks. What is the percentage of equity investment in your personal portfolio? I do ask that. It's, it's always very interesting. Here's an example of such an event. This was held pre-COVID days during the 2019 annual BSP Financial Education Stakeholders Expo. I was the moderator in a session on investing in the stock market. The panel consisted of the following speakers. There's Dino Bate, is the president and CEO of COL Financial Group. Rowell Refran, the COO of the Philippine Stock Exchange, or PSE. Sara Padilla, assistant manager at the Market Education Group of PSE. Grace Kalubaki, AVP and head of PSE CMIC, or Capital Market Integrity Corp and Fernando Martinez, a stockbroker at Eagles Security. Let's listen to a short clip of that event and please listen to how they will answer my question. What is the percentage of equity in your personal portfolio? Asking each of our panelists with their parting words, you can start that up. Part of your parting words should be sharing with them the percentage of stock investments in your own portfolio as a percentage of your total assets. Okay, go ahead. Okay, great question, Ma. Let's put our money where our mouth is. I want to finish. You have to understand that uh, each individual has his own risk tolerance. But it does not mean that, well, you know, you're high risk, you don't, uh, I mean, you're low risk, that you shouldn't invest in the stock market. You should still continue to invest in the stock market. It just matters the percentage. For my own personal, I use 50 50. 15 stocks, 15 fixed. Okay. Thank and you. Uh, I think what's important is, most important is time. So you gotta start now, or if you delay this another year, you lose another year. Right now. I started very small, but two, three years now, I'm 25 years in the market. And the market that now has a lot of choices for so what stocks to buy and what, which stocks to avoid. And right now, probably all of my assets, 60% is in the stock market. 60%. Okay. Well, are you Percent taking down notes? Percentage. I'm a risk taker. And uh, number one, we are not allowed to stop picking. But yeah, we are allowed to subscribe to our own shares, basically, and the mutual fund. Yes. So 95, 90, 95%. Wow. Yeah, that's you. 90, 95. <laughs>
usually I'm also the cooperative uh, chairman of the stock exchange. So we are also investing at mutual funds. No? So, so did you include the mutual funds in your 20%? No, that's that's personal investment. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Twenty to twenty-five percent personal investment. Okay, Sarah. Okay, we're also not allowed to invest not your own PSE uh, shares, even though the employees stock option plan also mutual funds. So of your portfolio, uh, your stock investments, even in funds, that would be how much? Very quantita, was it ten percent of the PSE shares, or even less than the mutual funds? Limited, the yeah, very limited. Okay, so to summarize their answers, Dino Bate, or the CEO of COL, said 50% stocks, 50% fixed income. Fernando Martinez, the Eagle, Secure, Eagle Equity stockbroker, he said 60% stocks. Roel Refran, the COO of PSE, wow, 90 to 95% in equity and own stock. Of course, he had to qualify that they could not invest in individual stocks. So their own stock, puede, and equity. And Grace Kalubakib, uh, 20 to 25%, also in funds. And Sarah Padilla, only 10%, she said, in funds as well. So how did you find their answers? Did their personal portfolios convince you to invest in the stock market? If you want to watch that short video clip together with some other related topics, I even um, discussed there briefly what loss aversion is and uh, also very short snippets from all of these five speakers. You can just go to FQMOM YouTube channel and look for the episode entitled what is the percentage of equity in your personal portfolio, okay? And then here's another event I'd like to share with you. It was an event I attended back in 2017. It was co-hosted by CFA Society of the Philippines and the Fund Managers Association of the Philippines, or FMAP. It was moderated by my favorite person in the world, my husband, Marvin. He's the founding president of FMAP. And the panelists included the country's top fund managers. Of course, no less than Wilson C., the founder and fund manager of Phil Equity Management, Inc. He is usually called the Warren Buffett of the Philippines. Then there's Fritz Ocampo, SVP and CIO of BDO. This used to be um, headed by my honey. And there, there's Philip Hagedorn, the investment director at Atram Asset Management, Smith Chua, CIO of BPI Asset Management. Uh, Smith happens to be my batchmate at college and also in our first job at Far East Bank. And then there's Mary Leung, head of Standard Standards and Advocacy of CFA Asia Pacific. Okay, so again, during the Q&A portion, I asked the question, two, actually two questions to the panelists. Here are the questions I asked them. Number one, can you share with us your personal asset allocation? And number two, how often do you evaluate your portfolio? And dun -dun -dun -dun, these were their answers. Are you ready? So... Mary Leung said, she's the one from CFA, Asia Pacific. She said, majority in, in real estate. And she said, I evaluate every quarter. That's it. No mention of stocks. 
And then there's Philip Hagedorn of Atram. He said 60% in real estate, the rest in stocks. No fixed income. Number three, Smith Chua. 70% fixed income, 30% stocks. And he even added something interesting. He said, 30% stocks because my wife is conservative. Hello, shout out to Queen Ali Chua. She's a very um, popular teacher at the Ateneo and she also writes a column. And then number four, Fritz Ocampo. He said 60% real estate, 30% stocks, 5% art, 5% cash. He evaluates every month. And last but not the least, Wilson C. Dun, 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 dun. If a while ago we had the 90 to 95% from Roel Refran, the COO of PSE, guess what Wilson's answer is? A hundred percent in stocks. But, okay, there's another but. It depends on the interest rates. In 1983, he said, with the job of bills at 40 to 53 percent per annum, it was all fixed income for him. Then again in 2000, but he said right now, and he meant right now was 2017 when this event was held, he said, why will I put money in fixed income when the rates are at 1% to 2% per annum? I don't, and with regard to how often he evaluates his asset allocation, he said, I don't look at my asset allocation that much now because it's all in equity. Okay, so to summarize, Mary Leung, real estate. Hagedorn, 60 and 40, 60 real estate, 40 stocks. Smith Chua, 70 fixed income, 30% stocks. Fritz Ocampo, 60% real estate, 30% stocks. 5% art, 5% cash. And Wilson C at 100% stocks. But I'm sure he didn't include the value of his home. And be because I've been to his house and I'm sure that's worth millions in the high end for sure okay so how about you so may i ask you that question now what is your answer to the question what do you own and why whatever your answer is i hope you are observing the fqmom rule and what is that to put your money where your heart is Okay, so that's my um, sort of uh, take from there's this usual saying that goes, put your money where your mouth is. So for, if for instance, you're teaching people, you're telling people, oh, you should invest in the stock market, etc., etc., And then they find out that you're not invested in the stock market. Or just like the, the fund managers in the U.S. that was written about at, uh, by Morningstar, they're, they're selling their funds, but they're not invested in their own funds. That's, all, that's like half, though. Half of um, the fund managers in the United States. So this is my own version of a short and scientific survey. But I was talking to the, the big fund managers in the country already. So more or less, you see who among them put their money where their mouth is. But again, going back to the FQMOM rule. I hope not just putting your money where your mouth is, but also putting your money where your heart is. What does that mean? 
you have to really figure out what are the things that you really value and you make sure that the way you spend your money, the things that you do with and for money should align with your core values. You know why? Because if they don't align, no amount of money in this world will make you happy. Again, thank you very much for listening. Please give this a rating and comment so that it's going to be easier for other listeners to be reached. I wish to see you again next week on our next episode of FQ Mom Podcast. And I also invite you to join us live in our Kumu show. It's called Money Lessons with FQ Mom and Sons. I will be joined in for this coming Thursday by my oldest son, Martin. So we usually give away some freebies there. So I hope you could join. Just go to Kumu. If you haven't downloaded the app yet, please do so now. Or if you want to just use your Facebook, please go to FQ Mom Facebook page or Knowledge Channel Facebook page. And of course, I want to see you also in my socials, FQ Mom on YouTube, Facebook, and Kumu and the FQ Mom on Instagram and Twitter. Maraming maraming salamat ko. Maraming salamat ko. Maraming maraming salamat po. And see you again. This has been Rose Press Fausto wishing you all a high FQ.